You are listening to the Ditch the Budget podcast, and I'm your host, Heidi Ramore. I'm a wife, a mom of two young boys, and I've spent the last 17 years in financial services as a licensed financial planner, insurance specialist, and debt crusher. My goal is to show you that there's more to life than counting calories and paying bills, and that you truly can get out of debt and build wealth without the restrictive budgets and complicated spreadsheets. So if you're ready to reduce your financial stress and truly live the life of your dreams, then tune in and let's do this. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Ditch the Budget podcast. I'm your host, Heidi Ramore. And today I'm talking about money and your menstrual cycle. So it's looking at cycle syncing and looking at how we actually are emotional human beings for sure. We know that. We know that money is emotional. But as women, we have an extra extra set of rules, I guess, that we live by. And that's really in alignment with our cycle, our monthly cycle. And so whether you still get your cycle, whether it's, you know, it's over, whether it doesn't really matter, we're going to go through a whole bunch of different topics today. I am not a medical doctor. This is my research, my own observations and dealing and working with hundreds of clients, mostly female. And I really find that there is a direct correlation to where we are in our cycle with how we spend money. So I think this information is fascinating. I wish there was more research on it. Maybe that's something I'll do in the future. Who knows? But I do want to preface this by saying I am not a medical doctor and this is my, I guess, observations. And yeah, it's just what I've, what I've picked up over, over the years. So let's get into it. So what is cycle syncing? That's what we're going to talk about today. We're going to talk about how it impacts our money. And I'm going to definitely give you some tips. So once we figure it all out, it's like, well, how do we manage it at different phases of our cycle? So that's what we're going to dive into today. So what is cycle thinking? What is it? Some of you have maybe never heard this term. Others might be familiar with it. It has, I think, become more trendy over the last couple of years for sure. I know my husband and I, were challenged with infertility. And so we definitely knew about two phases of my cycle, but even going through that process and being, and knowing more about my body at that time, I think than I ever learned in school or growing up or was taught by anybody. I think when you go on a fertility journey, you just learn more, right? You learn more of the medical side of getting pregnant and having babies for sure. I still only thought there was two phases. Like I didn't realize there was four. So I think it's really important to understand that as women, we actually have four phases within a cycle and a cycle can be anywhere from 28 to 35 days. On average, it's 28 days. Most of the time, we're only aware when we're menstruating, when we have our period, or when we're ovulating, especially if you're trying to have a baby or you're trying to avoid having a baby. That's probably really the only two phases that you're actually tracking if you are tracking at all. And so this whole concept of cycle syncing, it it really does factor into a whole bunch of different areas in our life, but it really does include exercise. Should you be exercising differently at different phases of your cycle? The answer is yes, but we're not talking about exercise and health today. We're talking about money. But when we're looking at cycle syncing, it can apply to exercise or nutrition, of course, having sex. You can even 
and do what I'm doing. And that's aligning my business activities with where I am in my cycle. I try to really load a lot of videos and marketing and things like that, where I really have to be outgoing and just on. I like to load that in certain phases of my cycle when I naturally have more energy. So it's very, very cool once you start aligning that. And of course, why we're all here is what impact does that have on our money? Because it definitely does. There's certain phases where we're more inclined to spend and certain phases when we're more inclined not to. So it's important to know that. And just, again, take note. It's not to say that we're going to align our spending entirely with our cycle. That's not necessarily realistic. But I think especially if you're somebody that's finding that you're an emotional spender or an impulsive shopper, this might be a real area to just kind of lean in and get curious of, you know, where am I in my cycle? Is this playing a factor in this? And if you find that you know, there are patterns emerging, then it's time to pay attention and we can put some little mechanisms in place to help you. So I think this is fascinating. All right, so what are the four phases? So I'm going to break them all down for you and what they mean. So the four phases are, of course, we're all familiar with our period. So the menstrual phase. And I look, like to look at this, a friend of mine, Megan, she does a lot of health and nutrition and exercise coaching around your cycle and cycle syncing. And she was the first one that I heard explain it this way. So I will give credit to her. But I think thinking about it in terms of seasons really helps me figure out you know, what sorts of things I like during, especially those times of the year in terms of seasons, but also you can start to see in your money as well. I think that the language of using it as seasons really resonated with me and hopefully it does for you as well. So props to Megan for that. So in your menstrual phase, it's really phase one, days one to five. So when you get your period, that's actually day one of your cycle. If you're a 28 day cycle, then that would be day one. We refer to this as our winter, okay? So when you're thinking about winter, what do you think of? You think of like being cozy, staying home, you know, comfort foods, things like that. The second phase is our follicular phase. So this is really known as the springtime. And I'm going to be breaking these down as we go along as well. And this is days 6 to 14. So it's about a week long is your follicular phase where your body's getting ready to release an egg, which leads us into ovulation phase. So ovulation phase is very short. I know when we were growing up, <laughs> at least for me, I was like, I had no idea that you really only had a tiny, tiny, tiny window to get pregnant. Because it's kind of, I, I don't know how you were brought up, but for me, it was like the fear of the fear of God was put into me of like, oh my gosh, do not get pregnant. So anyways, there, your ovulation phase is very, very short, uh, days 15 to 17. And that's really your summer. That's when you're feeling like really good and, you know, it's summertime. And then the fourth phase is the lute luteal phase, which is really a fall. And this is your long, you're in this phase for the longest period of time throughout your cycle. So this is about 10, anywhere from 10 to 12 days. So days 18 to 28. Again, if you're looking at a typical, a typical cycle of 28 days. So those are the four phases. I'm going to go in and break them all down for you. Stuff's fascinating. 
Great. So I'm actually going to start with a follicular phase. I'm not going to start with the menstrual because I think this will make sense once we go through it. But in our follicular phase, if you think about springtime, right, this is right after your period. So your period's finished. You stop bleeding. You are now entering into your follicular phase. This is Prior to the egg being released, your body is creating follicles, which is then, and I only know this because of our IVF journey, but your body's creating follicles and it's getting ready to release an egg. Okay. So in this time, you know, your estrogen levels and progesterone, which are necessary to have that process happen in our bodies, are starting to rise. Well, estrogen is a really good indication of our energy levels. So our energy is starting to increase, right? We're starting to feel good. We're starting to like get out of that. You know, we just had our period, maybe had some PMS symptoms, maybe some cramping, we're maybe feeling great. And we're entering out of that and our, and our energy is just starting to rise. So we're starting to feel better starting to feel good, starting to ramp up. And when it comes to our money, this is actually the follicular phase is kind of a higher spend time. So if you think about this in terms of what things you might be attracted to during this phase is think about springtime. Like what are you doing in the spring? You're spring cleaning, right? So maybe buying things for your home or like organizing things, planning things, for the summer, right? If you think about it in terms of spring, you're starting to plan things. You're starting to say yes to events that might come later on a later time. You might buy that concert ticket that might happen later, things like that. So buying things is is kind of at a high, it's starting to increase for sure from from the menstrual phase. So I think it's just really important to note that when you, right after your period, it's it's a higher spend time. So just, again, pay attention to that. I'm not saying don't ever spend money in days six to 14. It's not what I'm saying at all. But if you find yourself impulsive, not able to stick to a plan, just spending money and you're like, oh my gosh, why can't I stop? Why did I buy that? I don't even need it. Just again, pay attention to where you are in your cycle. You might be in this phase, especially if it's something that you're buying for around the home or cleaning or anything like that. Okay. All right. Ovulation phase. So this is the summer, right? This is a short period of time. <laughs> I live in Canada. So that's really true for our summers, but days 15 to 17 is really in it again. in this, we're looking at a 28 day cycle here. This is when your body releases the egg. It's ready to be fertilized. And so if you can think about that in terms of what's happening in our body and in our hormones, our estrogen, our energy, our progesterone, testosterone, everything is on the rise. And in fact, our estrogen is at its peak level because it needs to be, because it needs to be ready for that release. It Like we've released the egg. And even if your body actually isn't releasing an egg, your hormones are still going through this. Now you might have hormone challenges where you might need extra estrogen and things like that. But it, I think it's important to note that this is what our bodies are actually designed to do. It may not be optimized. Our bodies might not be functioning optimally, but this is really what our bodies are going through. It just might not, for some people, it might be happening perfectly for other people that it might not be happening in the same way, but estrogen is still going to be higher than it would be had you got your period. So there is still a, a rise in estrogen and it's at its peak during this phase, whatever your peak is for you. Now, when we look at our money, 
this is again, a higher spend time because we are feeling really social. Like our bodies are in our brains are literally saying, have a baby. <laughs> it's time to have a baby. So what do you do if you want to have a baby? You have to look good, right? So you want to feel good. You're feeling flirty. You're feeling outgoing. You're feeling really social. So maybe you're investing in clothing or self-care or hair, makeup. Spending is really, really high during this phase on ourselves for the most part so that we can look good for our mate. That's just physiological. That's what's happening inside of our brain during this time. So if we're looking at it in terms of spending, we want to just be aware of that. Again, I'm not saying don't spend money during this time. Of course you can, especially if it's fitting in with your plan. But what I am saying is if you find that you're going to the mall, this is like a perfect like mall browsing time where you want to try on clothing and things like that. Yeah. Have you ever noticed, maybe if this is just me, I, I know it's not, but where you try on things and you're like, oh my gosh, I really don't feel like this. And you abandon ship after like one store. And then there's other days where you could literally go to every store and try on things. It's probably because of where you are in your cycle, which is fascinating. So again, if you're going to go buy clothing for an event, try to line it up with your ovulation phase. I think that would be an ideal time. Also, although spending, like we're talking about spending money and money in general, this is actually one of the best times to ask for a raise because you're feeling your best, right? You're feeling really outgoing. You have that social, that just that interaction is flowing. You want to be more social. You want to speak up. So now is a really great time if you are working in an environment where you can ask for a raise, ask for a promotion, or if you're looking to go on a job interview, this is going to be a really great time to make money, to make that happen. Sales calls, I try to really have a lot of sales calls during my ovulation time because I know I'm feeling my best and I know I'm just on, I'm just on. So that's going to be something to really take note of and be aware of. All right, our luteal phase. So this is really the fall. So we've re- our bodies have released an egg or our hormones have at least told us that we've released an egg. Uh, this is a, a 10 to 12 day period between days 18 and then of course day 28, if that's your cycle time. We've released the egg already and estrogen and progesterone are still high, but it begins to drop off, especially if our egg that we released did not get fertilized. So sounds so like medical, but that's what, that's what's happening, right? So if you are not pregnant, then your estrogen levels stay high until your body realizes, oh, we're not pregnant, nothing implanted into the uterus. So now everything starts to decline. Whoever would have thought just as a side note that me going through IVF would make me so interested in this topic and be able to talk like this, like about money. This is crazy how things work out, but I think it's amazing and everything happens for a reason. So anyways, so your progesterone and your estrogen are really high, especially in the beginning of your luteal phase. So for example, there's not an exact science to this, but let's say half of your luteal phase from days, you know, 18 to like 22 are 23 are those that that time period, your estrogen level is really high and progesterone. So your energy is still really good until it starts to decline. So the beginning of your luteal phase, you might find that you're, because you're, again, your hormones are starting to change and fluctuate. Your body's like, 
is she pregnant? Is she not pregnant? Oh, she's not pregnant. We're going to do this. Oh, yes, she is pregnant. We're going to do that. So your body's going through a lot. This is actually a time where it's the worst time to spend money in your cycle. You can be very impulsive, very irrational when it comes to spending. And it's just a, the time of like spending is just can be really, really an emotional spending time. This is also not the time to not the phase to be making a big purchase. Things like buying a home or a car, you do not want to make those big purchasing decisions during this time. Again, if we think about fall and what we like to do in fall, we're starting to get cozy. We're starting to become a little bit more homebody-ish, which is exactly what we're doing in our luteal phase because we're getting ready to have our period. So organization or again, home decor stuff, it might be spending might be high, but the irrational, emotional, impulsive spending is really high during this phase. So out of all of them, I would say pay close attention to this time in your cycle is a 10 day, it's a, you know, 10 to 12 day period. So half the month almost or a quarter of or a third of the month. So you want to really just be aware of where you are again, especially if you do struggle with emotional spending, just be aware that this might not be the time to be making a big spending purchase decisions. And then finally our menstrual phase. So during the winter, so this is really the winter of our phases days one to five typically is when you get your period. So your body now knows for sure there was no implantation. You're not pregnant. So now it's going to shed everything. Estrogen and progesterone drop pretty drastically. It drops and your energy levels can really skyrocket. And I believe, again, I'm not a doctor, but I believe that I, during the transition from my luteal into my menstrual, when I, I can almost feel that dip. It's like, oh, I'm really tired today. And it's close to my period. I bet I'm going to get my period tomorrow. Especially when you're in tune and you're tracking your cycle, you can almost feel that. This time is the best time to make financial decisions. So although you might spend more on comfort food or takeout because you don't feel like cooking, things like that, it is actually the best time to make financial decisions. So if you're going to buy a car, like this is a great time to go car shopping or go look at new homes, things like that, because you're going to be much more level-headed instead of the luteal, the luteal phase where you are just really impulsive. I do find though, especially my husband and I, when we were going through fertility challenges, whenever I had the disappointment of getting my period, I found that I did actually emotionally spend during this time. So something to take note, especially how you're feeling about getting your cycle. It, for not everyone, it's a, it's a great experience, right? For many reasons, especially for Charlene, have a baby. So if you are somebody that is currently going through fertility challenges, just take note that although in general, this is the best time to make financial decisions, just be aware that you have that extra added emotional layer of trying to have a baby and just being told literally by your body that it didn't happen. So just be kind to yourself and just acknowledge that, that that might be going on. And again, I think it's all information. It's all data points for us to be able to help, help us to manage our emotions and our money. Cause that's really at the end of the day, what I think is, is going to be really, really valuable for a lot of you.
All right. So how do we manage money during our cycle? So a few things to establish first, I think, before we can ever figure out how we're going to manage it is we need to start tracking where we are in our cycle. So what phase are you in? I use an app. I'm not affiliated with them or anything like that, but it's called MyFlow. It's a free app. And I just like, it tells me where I am in my cycle, how long my, my cycles are, because it tracks it. It can, it can begin to kind of like estimate where you're going to be at a certain time. So you do really need to know where you are, which phase of your cycle that you're in. So start tracking that. A second thing I would establish is what's your personal spending threshold? So how much are you willing to spend without having to like give too much thought? So maybe you have an amount where anything over $50, I need to like check myself a little bit and and ask myself maybe the next the next few questions. If it's under 50 bucks, we can handle it or if it's under $20, whatever and that personal spending threshold ends up being. I think that's where you start to have a conversation with yourself to, to make sure that you're spending in alignment with how you want to feel. And I work a lot with my private clients on that because it's really, really important. The third question or thing to establish is once you have your personal spending threshold, like how much can you spend personally without having to talk to your partner about it? So what's your family spending threshold? Maybe that is a higher amount. So maybe it's anything over a hundred bucks or anything over $500 or a thousand dollars. Now we have to come together and have a conversation. I think that's going to be a really important part of managing this with your cycle. And then the fourth question is, how do I want to feel? Right? So again, I'm not going to dive in too much about this during this training, but really think about how you want to feel, right? Not just about money, but in general, how do you want to feel? So for me, I want to feel calm. I want to feel connected and I want to feel energized. So if buying this thing is over my personal threshold, I still need to ask myself, like, how do I want to feel? Does this, you know, nail polish color that I want to buy for 50 bucks, not that there's nail polish out there for, well, there probably is a nail polish out there for $50, but that was probably a bad example. But let's say I'm going to buy a new mug, right? It's cute. It's a new mug. These are actually my mugs. It says wealthy woman on it loading. And there's a little quote by me. Anyway, so let's say you're going to buy this mug. I don't sell them, but let's say you're going to buy it and it was $25. You would say, okay, how do I want to feel? First of all, is it over my spending threshold? Maybe it is. Let's say it is. Okay. Does it make me feel calm, connected, or energized? Nope doesn't do any of those three things. So do I really want this or need this? Maybe I'll put it in my Amazon cart for three days before I figure out if I actually want it. And if I come back in three days and I still want it, then I'll buy it. Right. So it's establishing your personal spending threshold, your family spending threshold. And then again, how do I want to feel? And if I know that I'm in my luteal phase, I'll probably say no, because I am more impulsive and I know that about myself. Um, then I'll probably just say, okay, I'll wait until I'm in my, I, I have my period to come back to this and see if I still really want it. This is a really good barometer to, to use. Once that's established, especially again, and when you're in your high spending phases of your ovulation and your luteal phase is asking these three questions. Is this a want or a need? Of course, if it's a need, then, you know, we have to 
buy it, especially if it's a need, right? You need it, so you buy it. If it's more of a want, then now we can look at the other areas. Is it within or over my spending threshold? And does the buying this align with how I want to feel? So those are really the three questions you're going to ask yourself before you make that purchasing decision, especially in your ovulation and your luteal phase. So in that summer and fall time of your cycle. Okay. Right. And some common questions that I can ask are, of course, like, what if I don't get a period? I'm like, I don't know. I don't know where I am in terms of my cycle. Well, I would say that there's a lot of research and evidence to suggest that where the moon is, is actually helping to regulate us as well in terms of our hormones. So even if you're not actually getting a period anymore, if you're menopausal or you just maybe don't get a period because of some contraception that you're on, I would really look to the moon to figure out what phase of the cycle you are in to understand how your spending thresholds are. So different moons, if it's a full moon, a waxing moon, a waning moon, like there's a whole bunch, there's four of them, right? To to signify the four phases. There's a lot of research on that. So I would definitely Google that moon cycle and cycle syncing. That would be a place where I would send you. The second common question I get asked is what if I'm on the pill or on some contraception and you maybe don't get your period in a, in a natural way. So a, a contraceptive pill. So if you're on the birth control pill, you even though you're getting, you might be getting your period every month, it's actually not, your body isn't going through the exact same phases that it would had, had you not been on it and had a natural cycle. So what I talked about in terms of your spending being higher in ovulation and in your because your body's not ovulating, right? Because your the pill is basically telling your body not to ovulate. So you're not having the high and the lows of your estrogen happen in the same way. So it is less like everything we just talked about is less applicable if you are on the pill because you're not having those rise and those falls. But again, everyone's going to be different. So I know some people that were on the pill that just were crazy on it, depending on which one you're on. And other people, like they were just really even keeled and that had no PMS, nothing like that. So I think, again, it's just asking yourself those questions of where am I in my cycle? What's going on to really figure out what's, what's happening. The third question I get asked is, or I have asked actually this question is, do men experience the same thing as women? And the answer is kind of. So of course, men don't have a period, but they also don't have a month hormonal cycle like we do. So men actually, their testosterone really rises and falls throughout a 24-hour period. So throughout a day, their their testosterone is up and down. So that's why they can seem a little bit more even keel than, than, we, than we are because ours is, again, those phases over an entire month. So for men, really what's going to be affecting their spending is us. <laughs> so they're obviously picking up on cues, especially if we're ovulating and we're feeling good. Maybe we are doing more things together as a couple, wink, wink. And so they might want to spend more money because you're feeling like you want to go out, you want to go celebrate, you're feeling good. You want to go shopping and they're going to support you in that. So they're going to feed off of you, your hormonal changes. And also what will affect them in sleep, diet, things like that, that will more affect them than 
the actual like rise and fall, sorry, the, the actual like testosterone is going to be affected by sleep and their own diet. So depending on how their diet is, how their exercise is, how their nutrition is, will just mean their ways might change. So in a course of a day, it's very different, obviously, than women are going to experience over a 28-day period. So they kind of experience the same thing, but not to the same extent as us. They're much more the same each and every day. Just makes means that women are much more, I think, complex, if I dare say that. And the fourth question I guess is, are there any tips to help manage this? So I think there's a lot. I wrote a few down. So of course, ask yourself those three questions. Is this a need or a want? You know, is this over my spending threshold? Where am I in my cycle? And does this align with how I want to feel? So asking yourself those questions, I think will be really, really good. I think to help manage this is just really get curious in your spending. You know, if you find that there's a certain phase that you're spending more money in, pay attention to that, write it down. And then maybe that's where we can brainstorm how how you specifically can manage that. But I think without that data, it's hard to really know. So I would just, you know, pay attention, take note of of when you're, you're finding that you're maybe emotionally spending. I also think that if we're reconnecting to our financial goals on a regular basis, that's really gonna help us navigate our own times where we're our spending is higher than than it should than we want it to be is again reconnecting regularly to our financial goals if paying off debt is something that you want to do or building wealth or just spending with ease whatever your goals are it's regularly visiting that so that when we do fluctuate and when we do feel like emotionally spending, we can really easily come back to our why of what we're doing and what we want to accomplish. I think that would be really, really helpful. And of course, I think tracking your cycle is is key to all of this. So I just think this information is fascinating. And I hope I hope you find the same thing. As a really quick recap, your cycle will play a role in your spending habits. And I think that's really, really fascinating. You will begin tracking your cycle and just getting curious. You know, you're, when you're on your period, I believe it's the best time to start making large purchasing decisions. Uh, ovulation is a great time to ask for a promotion or a raise or a job interview. And just really get in that habit of asking yourself, is this a need or a want? Is it within or over my spending threshold, either personally or as a family? And does buying this align with how I want to feel? So I I think that that is a great place to end. And I hope you enjoyed this and we will see you next time. Bye, everyone. 